Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Saturday, February 18th at the fairgrounds in New Orleans. Big day headlined by an important Kentucky Derby prep, the grade two risen star that will close out their 13 race card. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's director of wagering development. And Jim, let's jump into this with the late pick four race 10 grade three mine shaft. It's an all stakes pick, all graded stakes pick four. These are four-year-olds and up, going a mile and a sixteenth. Who do you like? Well, I like three horses in here. I, I settled on Pioneer Bedina uh, for Todd Fletcher, and just looking at the the three horses that I like, I like that horse, Connie Port, the three, and Happy American, the six. And the reason I went with Pioneer Medina, the Harlan's Holiday at Gulfstream last time out, was just an amazing race uh, for him. Finished two lengths behind Skippy Longstocking. And Skippy Longstopping came back and ran well in the uh, Pegasus. And uh, jumped up from a 92 to a 103 buyer. So this horse looks like it's gotten good again. It was good. Uh, he was good back in uh, Derby time and, and obviously didn't fire in the, in the Kentucky Derby. <clears throat> they laid him off for a while. But uh, he, he ran well here in the Risen Star in the Louisiana Derby last year. So comes back to a racetrack where he's got some success. Coming off his lifetime best 103 buyer. Nobody else in the field has uh, a recent 103 buyer. Run Classic has one back at Keeneland from uh, October of 22, the seven furlong race. But I thought Pioneer Bedina, uh, Luis Saez takes the mound again, third straight time on his back. Uh, could be a, a decent price in here, and I think uh, might kick off the pick four. Tony Port for Brad Cox did not run well in Pennsylvania Derby last year after a, a pretty good three-year-old campaign that included a win in the Lexington Stakes at Keeneland and the Ohio Derby. So it has been off since September, working well to come back for, for Brad Cox and Florent Giroux. So I think he's got a shot at a price. And then Happy American coming out of the Louisiana Stakes uh, in January uh, where you've got to buy a neck over Mr. Wireless. Uh, and has beat Mr. Wireless twice in a row, and I think Happy American can take a step forward as well and be competitive. Uh, that's as far as I went. The next horse I would take would be Mr. Wireless, but since he hasn't been able to beat Happy American the last couple of times, I just stuck with those three for the big four. Yeah, I'm, uh, I have the same two at the top. I just took Tawny Port on top. Uh, I think if he could get back to that 99 buyer from the Jim Dandy stakes, he's a major player in here. Uh, you know, it's Brad Cox off a layoff. He can certainly fire. His horse kept top company, and I just kind of have a hunch. I, I liked him last year. I thought he was just a solid about, you know, probably grade two, grade three borderline last year. And if he improves, I think he could be, a you know, a, a horse that's more kind of grade two, borderline grade one at times this year. So on that inclination, I'm going to take Tawny Port over power of Medina. Uh, so it's, I kind of think one of those two is going to win this. I am going to use a couple of more on the pick four ticket. One of them is Happy American. Just the horses won two in a row and had a close third and all those three starts coming off a layoff for Neil Pesson. So his horse is in top form. And then the other one I'm going to include is Big Blue Line uh, for the McGee Barn. His horse had a 97 buyer last time. So if he improves on that, he could be right there. And I just think he'll be a, a nice price. And I'm going to have that one on the ticket as well. The 11th race is the grade three, the fairgrounds, four-year-olds and up, on the turf at about a mile and an eighth. Didn't have a strong inclination here. I ended up with two Emmys on top for her second off the layoff. She got beat last time. He got beat last time. But uh, this is the second off the layoff. And horse has been in the top two seven out of ten times uh, at the fairgrounds. Don't like the fact that they're more seconds than firsts, but 
Um, I think this is a classy horse. James Graham rides him well. Uh, Tis the Bomb could uh, could be ready for a big year if he uh, focuses on the turf this year after getting on the Derby Trail last year. So I think he's very dangerous in here. I uh, thought Bay Street Money was interesting just on the angle that this horse has gone into the Maker Barn and has improved. And we've seen that happen many times with Maker moving up these turf horses as they uh, get older and run longer races. And then Gentle Soul off the 99 buyer last time I'm going to use as well. Who do you like in the fairgrounds? Came very close to singling two Emmys. I'm glad I'm not the only one that calls this horse a she because two Emmys, the name just sounds like a female horse, but it, yes, it's it not. It's a gelding. I assume somebody in his background has two Emmys. I don't know if Wolf Racing or Hugh Robertson, somebody has two Emmys. But I almost singled the horse because if you look through the race, uh, he is the only legitimate speed. I think General Soul possibly could get the lead. But it looks like two Emmys is the best speed in here. Jimmy Graham is so good about milking him on the front end. And last year he took the same path to this race. He did not get the lead in, in that race and faded to, to 10th, but came back and won the, the Muniz uh, later on. So uh, that's a race that he's probably pointing for. He did the Bradleys doing the fairgrounds, and the Muniz is great too on losing a Derby Day. And he romped there at 5-1. to one. So I think two Emmys uh, comes into this race in great form with a great rider and with the legitimate early speed in the race. So when we, I get ready to sell to sell my uh, pick four ticket to you, it might be cheaper than, than you think because I could really single two Emmys in here. I did use a couple others. I did use General Soul coming out of that Bradley who beat two Emmys. And if this horse is getting better on the turf, I think he's got a big shot for Brett Calhoun. And I used a horse that you didn't mention, Corelli. This horse came back off a 14-month layoff last time out and uh, just got one in him, it appears. But if you go back in his history, he's been running in grade ones and grade twos. And I I just have a feeling that that Drew takes him out. Jonathan Thomas is a really good uh, uh, trainer at 20%. And I just think Corelli's got a shot at the price in here if two Emmys doesn't fire. But two Emmys is my definite pick in the fairgrounds. We'll move to race 12, and these next two races are preps for the Kentucky Oaks and Derby, respectively. The 12th is the Grade 2 Rachel Alexandra for three-year-old fillies on the main track at a mile and a 16th. How do you see this one, Jim? Well, being a U.K. fan like you, it is so hard for me to pick a horse named Hoosier Philly, but I guess he's good enough <laughs> that I've got a picker in here. Uh, Tom Amos says this is the best filly he's ever trained. She just had a, a basically a paid workout in the Goldenrod last time out. And I think she's going to be the legitimate favorite in here. And they're even talking about putting her up against the boys later on. I am not going to single her because I do have a lot of respect for Brad Cox and Chop Chop. And this filly ran second in the uh, Silver Bullet Day, had every chance to win that day. And I'm a little worried he went off at four to five that day, but uh, he puts the blinkers on her. Giroux takes the mount back. She ran so well in the Alcibiades last year, first time on dirt. They put her back in the Breeders' Cup Juvo Phillies and went off as the favorite and just got stuck way on the outside and just didn't didn't run a step that day. But she did come back in the Silver Bullet Day and got an 88 buyer, which is better than Hoosier Philly. It's better than anybody else in the race. So I think these two horses, the race has to go through those two. Uh, Hoosier Philly is going to be probably three to five. So Chop Chop might be your price play here in a six-horse field. But if one of those two horses doesn't win, I'm going to be out of the pick four. I am right there with you. I took Chop Chop for the win pick. Uh, I love this horse going into the Breeders' Cup race off her race in the Alcibiades. And uh, she didn't run back to that, but uh, it was a solid three-year-old debut effort. And if she improves off of it, 
then uh, I think she could maybe upset Hoosier Philly. I think she's played a little tougher schedule than Hoosier Philly has to this point. But Hoosier Philly has won three races all by convincing margins, so she just may be something special. So I'm like you. It's one of those two. I'll be really surprised if somebody else were to win this. The 13th race is the grade two risen star to wrap up the late pick four. Three-year-olds going a mile and an eighth here, and I'm going back to the horse I picked in the Lecompte, and that is two fills. I thought uh, his three-year-old buyer being an improvement from his two-year-old number uh, was encouraging, and he just couldn't hold off instant coffee, but was well clear of a, of a nice horse, uh, confidence game, who was third. Larry Ravelli has good numbers with the second off a layoff. And uh, this horse had a really sharp workout, best of the day in his final work for this race. So I think uh, I know they're very high on, on this horse, and uh, he was good to me in the uh, stake win at Churchill last fall. And I, I think he, I don't know if he's, uh, you know, a derby winner, but I think he's going to be a nice three-year-old. So I'm going to take this one. I'm going to go uh, victory formation second in part because he's out of the 13 hole. Two fills is in the 10, but victory formation is way out there in 13. Uh, this horse might be good enough to overcome it, but I'm going to uh, try to, to beat him for that reason. I'm also going to use another Cox horse, Angel of Empire, off the uh, nice mid-80s buyer last time. And then the other one I'm going to use is Sun Thunder for Kenny McPeak, who can uh, improve one in a hurry around this time of year with these young horses. And this horse is making a second start around two turns, which could be noteworthy. That could uh, enable this horse to make a step forward. How about you in the Risen Star? I have a very, <clears throat> excuse me, very lukewarm opinion for victory formation. And I, I'm like you, if he didn't have a 13 hole, I think he'd be a convincing favorite in here. Uh, it appears that with his running style, he's going to have to overcome that and get to the lead. And that might take something out of him. Uh, the mile race at Oakland was no problem for him last time. But, uh, and he was in the eight hole that day, but 13 hole is, is, a, is a different deal. So I like him, but I'm going to go really, really deep in here because I've got a lot of money left because I didn't go very deep in the early pick four, early part of the pick four. I like your horse, two fills. I also like Curly Jack in this race. And Curly Jack ran behind the horse that beat two fills in the Lacan. So Curly Jack ran behind Instant Coffee in the Kentucky Jockey Club. And that horse, that race has in the past been very key to the three-year-old early derby preps. So Tom Amos brings Curly Jack in here, has a closing kick like probably nobody else in the race does. If there's a lot of speed up front set it up for him, he may come and run him down the stretch. And a mile and eighth ought to hit him right between the ears. I'm going to use Tappet's Conquest, another Cox horse who just got beat by Determinately and, and finished ahead of Silver Heist. I'm going to use Determinately for Mark Cassie coming off that win at Fairgrounds. Gutierrez is a really nice jock at, at Fairgrounds and takes them out for him. And I'm also going to use... Um, a horse that you didn't mention, Harlow Cap. And this one is a little bit intriguing for me. They take the horse that broke its maiden at Santa Anita by four and a half. They move the horse from Bob Baffert to Steve Asmussen for obvious reasons, so you can think about some points here. And the horse has been been really good. He's got a 73-80-85 buyer progression. Nobody's talking about him, but the fact that they shipped him from Santa Anita to this spot um, may mean that he's live. And I think uh, Johnny Velasquez takes him out. Uh, coming out of the Baffert barn, it's hard to move a horse up from Baffert, but I think Asmussen can do it. So they're going to go really deep here in the uh, Rizzo Star. I think since victory formation is in the 13-hole, I think the race is really wide open. All right, let's go with our uh, ticket construction of the pick four. What's yours look like? All right, I have a $54 ticket with 367 with 
247, and if you don't have enough money, just single two Emmys and hope for the best with Jimmy Graham. With 2-4, the two obvious horses in the Rachel Alexandra, and then uh, six deep in the last leg, 4, 5, 8, 9, 10, and 13, and that is a $54 ticket. I have a $64 ticket, 4 by 4 by 2 by 4 Three, five, six, seven in the first leg, all the ones I mentioned. Uh, same in the next leg, one, two, four, eight. The uh, two Phillies, who's your Philly and Chop Chop, two and four in the Rachel Alexandra. And then six, seven, ten, thirteen in the Risen Star with two Phils being the win pick. So that's a $64 ticket on a nice card uh, at the fairgrounds on Saturday. Racing's just really picking up all around the country. Uh, so make sure you have funds in your Keeneland Select account while you're watching hoops this weekend or Whatever else, uh, you want to be able to play the ponies if you can't beat the track. So uh, KeelanSelect.com, make sure you fund your account and you're ready to go for a really nice card at the fairgrounds. By the way, had the uh, winner on the video pick of the week last week with Litigate, who was a a nice winner of the Tampa Bay Derby prep down at Tampa. Uh, Nice-looking winner there for Pletcher. Uh, That's going to do it for this edition of the In the Money podcast. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach for KeelanSelect.com.